Hey, Alice, it's a great day with Doug. Really? Oh, yes. You know why today of all days? It's do a great day tell. with Doug. Well, today, we're going to do some poo songs again. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just did poo songs recently, but it's, it's, you like poo songs, right? Of course. This is where we, uh, we change every syllable of a song to poo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and try to get the other one to guess it. Yeah, you can never have too many poo songs. Yes. And today, we had to do it because specifically, it's Garth Brooks' 61st birthday. So let's poo song some Garth Brooks songs. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I don't know a lot. How many do you know? Maybe one or two. Okay, I'll go first. Well, why should why shouldn't I go first? Poo 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 poo. That's the only one I know. Poo 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 poo. You got that one? Yeah. What? I've got poo in low places. Friends in poop places. I think mine was better. Yours is way better, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. Shit. You got this. He has a billion hits. Come on, Alice. <laughs> it's the man's birthday. Don't make him feel bad. I think I'm mixing him up with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Is that sacrilege? Are they similar at all? It's a little sacrilege. <laughs> I mean, they both came up in the early 90s, but okay, yeah. they veered and... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I got one. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know the beginning of it, though. I only know the chorus. Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Boo, 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 boo. Bow, I don't know anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the poop rolls. And right? the... And the... And the, and the, the bidet toilet, strikes. The bidet strikes. <laughs> The thunder poops. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get the thunder poops. <laughs> then you get the bidet strikes. Oh, yeah. You ready for some more of these? Sure. Okay. Um, I don't think I know it. You don't know it? Mm-mm. Oh, that was uh, shameless. Of course, or you know, poopless, hmm. as we'll do. You know the old Billy Joel number that. Garth I don't know. Brooks... I feel like you get the shame poops. The shame poops. <laughs> All right, your turn. I don't know anymore. <sighs> For sixty-one years, this man's been toiling on the earth. Poop, 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 poop. poop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is Doug. And this is Alice. And this is my birthday. No, it's not. Bob, take the mouth. I'm already down here. So I did some rage cleaning the other day. Oh, you love rage cleaning. Yeah. Okay, tell me all about it. (laughs) Well, uh, I cleaned out my pantry, and there were lots of jams and jellies Uh that were expired how expired were they um you know like late 2021 okay that's not as bad as i've seen at your place yeah 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 yeah. i've seen like 2015s up in there (laughs) (laughs) but to my credit you saw those like two years ago so (laughs) (laughs) they were less expired than they seem now (laughs) sure sure just five years over no problem yeah yeah or six i mean i'm good at math they're preservatives right so they blast (laughs) they're preserves yes oh (laughs) i don't know if preserves and preservatives mean the same thing that a legitimate i wasn't playing dumb there (laughs) 
<laughs> so embarrassing. Is this why it's rage cleaning? Because you start you st- you start off like finding a jelly, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna have this jelly, and then it's long expired. It just makes you mad. You start cleaning everything. Oh yeah, ah, yeah. Mother- I really like throwing things away. That it's a you know that Marie Kondo thing. If you hold an object and it doesn't bring you joy, you get rid of it, and then you instantly feel joyful. I'm unfamiliar. Or, I've never stayed in a condo. Okay. And then you feel bad because you're just contributing to the waste in the mm, world. Mm-hmm. And then there was one time that I threw away a jar of half-eaten beets. Like, they had been in the refrigerator for a while. And I don't know why I didn't, like, empty the jar first. Uh-huh. Like, maybe throw the beet juice down the drain. Uh-huh. Um... But it broke, like, in the trash bag. The glass jar broke in the trash bag. And as I was taking the bag down the stairs, I kind of looked back up, and it looked like there was blood on the stairs. What the hell? (laughs) And then I I took it outside, and I set it on the porch, and then there was a huge puddle on the porch. And I was like, what the shit? Did I cut myself? And I'm checking my my (laughs) hands. When you get into your rage clean, you're impervious to all pain. Right. Wouldn't that ah, be cool? I don't know anything but but clean. <laughs> I know nothing but clean. Yeah. And like I use those like Clorox wipes so my hands get all kind of chapped and rough and calloused. So maybe I didn't feel it mm-hmm. when something cut me. And so the, it was just red and puddling. And I was like, oh my God, it's the beet juice. And so I went upstairs to get another trash bag. So I'm outside on Be- my porch. Beat Juice was actually my hip hop band back in the day. We were, we were all right, you know, back in our college day. Did you dress up like Beetlejuice? <laughs> uh, yes. Cool. Yeah, for the for the sake of this story, we did. <laughs> Be- yeah. Yeah, so... So I went upstairs to get another trash bag, and you know I was like lifting the original bag into the new trash bag, and the beet juice, I realized it was beet juice by now, but it, the beet juice was dripping on the outside of the new bag. Oh, my and God. And I was like, oh, my God, if someone is watching me right now, they probably think I murdered someone. Uh-huh. The bag was just so beady. <laughs> <laughs> the bag was so beady. You notice nobody came to, like, check on whatever you were doing because they assumed you had killed me. Uh Nobody cares. Uh <laughs> It's fine. Now, Alfredo probably would have eaten you, like, if I left you in the bathtub or mm, something. That's true. In pieces. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> it's raw meat. <laughs> I love Papa, but I'm ready to love him some more. It <laughs> <laughs> was there a lot of broken glass. Was that dangerous? That seems dangerous. A little bit of broken glass. I avoided that. I I didn't literally cut myself in this endeavor. Okay. So that was because then you wouldn't know what was lining. what. Blood or beet juice? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a weird game show. <laughs> <laughs> Blood or beet juice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, it'd be like it'd be like a married couple, and like (laughs) we've sent Dave backstage, while Margaret will either pour out a little bit of beet juice into this glass or slice her finger. (laughs) Let's see if Dave can tell which is which. Do you know your wife's blood? (laughs) Is that weird? Um, oh, fine. We, yeah, we, we don't I have guess. To, we don't have to cut her. She can just menstruate. Is that better? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking. Uh, I mean, women must know what I'm talking about, right? 
Because, like, uh, if I have... <laughs> go on. If I have an overnight pad on, like, those are pretty long. Uh-huh. They're pretty, pretty absorbent. Yeah. Sometimes nothing happens during the night. Like, sometimes if you're lying down, the blood doesn't come out. Okay. So there's just, there's not a lot of blood on the pad. But except one spot towards the back, like up my butt crack, that is half on the pad and half on my underwear. And I'm like, how? Did I poop a blood bubble or something? And it went like up my crack and my sleep. Like the rest of the pad is pristine. I didn't bleed through the night, but then there's this spot of blood on like on my underwear. And I'm like, what the hell? Dude, I've, people I, know what I'm talking about, right? I've never been as conflicted about a phrase <laughs> as I am, did I poop a blood bubble or something? Or queef a blood I bubble, hate it and I love me. it. Okay, no, I just hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but did I poop a blood bubble? It's got me. It's got me. It's got me conflicted. I, it's got you in the field. I can't decide if it's hilarious or if I'm troubled by it. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm picturing. Uh, I guess the person doesn't have pants on at this time, but I'm picturing them standing, and then when it comes out, it just floats away. Right? This blood bubble. That just, must be what it. There she goes. Yes, that must be what happens. It's so weird. And I feel like, you know, women don't really talk about this, but I feel like now's the time. It's 2023. Yeah, if 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 not now, when? Yeah. And if not us, who? Right. It's Somebody's... like all the all the blood that gets everywhere during a period. It's like everywhere. It happens every month, but you just can't anticipate leakages or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. You ever heard of duct tape? Uh. <laughs> you can seal that sucker up for eight hours. It'll be fine. Ooh. <laughs> Doug doesn't know a thing about the female body. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that would be like blood or beet juice. What's on my underwear? <laughs> Aww. Okay, okay. Oh, now you're in? Yeah, well, it reminds me... <laughs> It reminds me of like those um those baby showers where they put like gender reveals chocolate on the diaper and you're supposed to like guess the candy bar or whatever. I have never heard of that. <laughs> Except this would be like chocolate or poop, I guess. And you don't <laughs> I'm assuming you don't taste it. You just look at it and you guess, right? And you can't smell it. You got to have the nose clogged. Well, I mean Oh, so will any of them actually be poop? Or you're just guessing, they're all candies, and you have to guess what candy. In real life, they're all candies. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who's providing the poop? (laughs) No, 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 that's not a real thing. That's not a... (laughs) Those Japanese game shows, they have everything. (laughs) So did you... uh, So was that the end of your rage cleaning then? Oh, well, yeah, so the the beat thing happened. And uh, I... Notice that I keep a lot of old boxes for, like, appliances. I think, oh, if I'm going to move, I'm going to want to put these appliances back in their boxes. Oh, yeah, you got to stick them back in the box, yeah. But there, I found some boxes whose appliances I don't even have anymore. Like, I must have given those appliances oh. to Goodwill without their boxes. Oh, <laughs> oh so sad. Oh, Dave and Margaret over there, just all they wanted was to get their... Brand new glass blender home safely. <laughs> there just wasn't enough newspaper. Oh. Poor Dave and Margaret. And nothing to wrap up that blade, too. And, and Dave got cut. And, oh. yeah. <laughs> and clearly they don't know each other's blood from beet juice. 
They lost the game show. No consolation prize. Uh, That's not how we play it at Blutter Beet Juice. <laughs> there are no parting gifts. You win or you lose. You go home with a Band-Aid. Hmm, that's, that's it. Helpful. You don't even get a Band-Aid. You get oh, just it, an adhesive bandage. Oh, I Generic see. style. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the generic is better. You're I, right. Honestly. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, and I even found um, shoe boxes with shoes without shoes. Okay. So I started cutting them apart, like with an X-Acto knife, like opening them and flattening them. Wow. And I amassed a stack about a foot high. Once they were flattened. What? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's feeling pretty rageful, but yeah. also cathartic. I was like cleaning up some messes, and then I recycled the boxes. Mm. But you know how, as an adult, I don't know if you feel this, but I've seen some memes when it's like, you know, if you've reached adulthood, when you find a cardboard box that you just don't want to throw away because it's a really good box. Okay. Yeah. I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get the really good box thing, and yeah. I get the nostalgia thing. Like, I get both. The nostalgia of boxes. <laughs> yeah, you could remember back to what you you had in oh, that box. that blender. And... Yes! <laughs> That's how I think about everything. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I get that too, but not necessarily out of my appliance. Oh, well, okay. So, I did have a pizza stone one time uh-huh. that I won at a party. Like, it was like one of those um, chef... One of those pizza stone parties, parties, of course. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been to the pizza stone parties. No, no, no. It was a pizza party where we each had to bring our own pizza, and whoever whoever gets the most votes for the best pizza won a pizza stone. Oh, wow. And what's kind of funny is that I made a sushi pizza, so I didn't even use a pizza stone like someone could have. Mm -hmm. So I took home a pizza stone. Not that I make regular pizzas very often. Anyway, so that was at my old apartment, and I... I moved to my new apartment. This was like, you know, eight years ago. Um, but then um, uh, my ex-boyfriend, Brian, um, when when we broke up, we were like divvying up things. And I was like, oh, do you want this pizza stone? Like you seem to be more into pizza than I am. And because, oh, technically the sushi pizza was both of ours. I forgot. We both have custody over this pizza stone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and... The so, sushi combo pizza. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he took he took the pizza stone, and just the other day when I was cleaning, I found a large box labeled pizza, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and it was full of foam inside, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this must have been my old Mac box box that I used to transfer my pizza stone from my old apartment to my new apartment." But then I gave Brian the pizza stone without this pizza box like what a tragedy (laughs) (laughs) oh and this all happened like five years ago (laughs) well so i got rid of that box (laughs) (laughs) which held a macbook at one point and a pizza stone at another (laughs) i can't believe you get rid of that that has so many memories there's so much tied to that box and it was such a specific size of box too like it was big enough to hold a pizza stone and it had foam in it already what in the world are you doing what else could i put in there nothing anything another laptop i guess Mm. another pizza stone (laughs) uh cnc perhaps <laughs> but yeah, getting rid of all those boxes was pretty cathartic. Did you have any uh, Cuisinart boxes in there? Um, I don't think so. Like, I currently have an ice cream maker in a Cuisinart box. Hey, several <laughs> several weeks ago, we 
we discussed how do you pronounce that word. Oh. And I guess you'll all find out right now on It Went Terribly. <gasps> Hey, it went terribly. Is when we go back uh, to things that like we two said. months ago. <laughs> and would you? Usually we do it monthly, but we had a lot going on the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So the first episode of February, um, we're here to tell you what we got right, what we got wrong, and what we need more expanding on that we've discussed in the past <clears throat> two months. <laughs> so how would you pronounce that word? The 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 Quisinart, the Quisinart. The cuisine art. I prefer cuisine art. Yes, I prefer cuisine art. But okay. I've also I've always heard people say cuisine art. Okay, the correct pronunciation is cuisine art. Well, cuisine art. Uh huh. Uh, cuisine art. Oh, so it's not art. It's nart. Like that's weird. <laughs> cuisine art. Cuisine art. Cuisine art. <laughs> the rest of the episode is let's just say it over and over. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That comes straight from Cuisinart itself. It's spelled in the most unintuitive way possible. Yeah, it's it's cuisine and art together. Yeah. So they could be cuisine art. Anyway. Yeah, or even Cuisinart. But with the uh instead of a e, Cuisinart instead of a Cuisinart. Starting to hurt my head. <laughs> we talked about Jamie Foxx recently because it was his birthday, and we talked about Katie Holmes because she's beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we said, we said, hey, are they married? Are those two kids married? Mm. Uh, no, they were. They were never married. They they were in a relationship, but it was only from 2013 to 2019. Wow, that's still a long time. Yes, uh, but it was a secret relationship that people just kind of knew about. Oh. Like, they weren't public about it until apparently right when it ended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yup, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> but no longer, no longer. Uh, Katie is, uh, she was last known to be dating some sort of a chef <gasps> type person. Perhaps a, a cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Jamie's doing. You know, he's a fox. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Katie's on a play on Broadway. Oh, right really? Now. Yeah. Well, what's she doing? She's in a play. God. I thought you'd do the play. I. I mean. Next month, find out what play <laughs> Katie Holmes is in on Broadway. Is it Dawson's Creek the musical? No. Why you say no like that? That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd I don't be... think she'd reprise her role. Yeah. I don't think any of them would reprise their Yeah, roles. they're kids and all. Mm-hmm. But I bet Vanderbeek would show up oh, in yeah. some other role. Yeah. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be the dad! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Derbeek. Mr. Leary. Dawson Leary. You know all about these characters. <laughs> Maybe the musical itself would be a sequel and so they would all be parents of a new crop of... Oh, like that 90s show? Of teen- oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. I don't want to wait for that. Speaking of it went terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 90s show. Uh, we were talking about milking cows before. And, uh, and there was a question that was posed. Should you get your bucket cold before you go milk that cow? 
<laughs> Where did that even come from? I think I lied about it and, and was just saying it's that. It's a bald-faced lie. I think I was saying you're supposed to and just to see if you'd believe it. I forget, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the correct answer is uh, not necessarily. Oh. You don't have to have a cold bucket. I was ex- I was expecting to look it up and then be like, yes, you should. And I'd be like, look at me. <laughs> Uh, no, but you should get the milk cold as quickly as possible, because, you know, it's milk. And some people put reusable ice packs in the bottom of the bucket oh. before making that cow squirt. That's cute. I get no laughs for making that cow squirt, oh, Alice? No, I just thought that was a real thing. <laughs> I mean, if the man... Well, what else would you call it? <laughs> if the bull's good enough at what he does... <laughs> Make that cow squirt. That's how you get that soft serve. Ew. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Operation Santa Claus. Mm. This is how far back we're going. Really? Christmas times. Wow. That was two months ago. So I mean, you're not doing these in chronological order? No, I'm doing them in order of interest. Oh, really? <laughs> like, uh, from least to most? Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... I think the cow thing was pretty interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Or or by how much I have to expand on it, perhaps. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so you recently became familiar with Operation Santa Claus, correct? I don't quite remember. Okay. Well, you were telling me, but you, you were the one telling me about Operation Santa Claus. What? Oh, that thing. I thought you were talking about a movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Postal Service thing. The Postal Service thing. This is where uh, people can... Have their children write to 123 Elf Road, North Pole, 88888. And uh, and then volunteers will... Bring them a present. Will take those and bring them a present. And you were asking how long this has been going on. Mm. Do you want to guess, Alice, how long it's been going on? 30 years. 1912. No way! <laughs> I undershot that. You did. Wow. Like an untalented bull. (gasps) Sorry. In 1912, U.S. Postmaster General Frank Hitchcock Hmm. authorized local postmasters to start responding to needy children uh, via Operation Santa Claus. Aww. Uh, The first one was at James Farley Post Office in Manhattan. Hmm. New York always likes to start things. Has the address always been the same? Um, as far as I know, I, I didn't do a ton of research, but, uh, it, back then it was 123 Elf Road, North Pole, 8888888888. So, if it's still the same, and there you go. Volunteers would visit post offices to receive the letters, and then they would, uh, you know, send, uh, those kids their gifts that they wanted so badly. So cute. Starting in 2019, the program has been moved online. Of course. <laughs> So that's a little bit easier, because before, volunteers had to actually go to the post office. Mm. What do you got for me there, Daryl? And then, like, if you just buy the thing, can you just order it on Amazon and ship it to that address? I, uh, Instead of buying it and taking it to the post office, and then they'd have to send it. That's my assumption. <laughs> we should do one next year. Okay. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. But, like, I want the credit, so let's make sure we put our names instead of Santa. <laughs> 
I'll be like, who are these people? I'm just kidding. I'm I'm against. Look, I don't want to be a, a bad person. A bah humbug. I don't want to be a bad hum, bah, a bah hum. <laughs> <laughs> That thing she said. But I'm against lying to our children. Because, mm. like, I think that trust is a very important thing between family members, especially the person who's depending on you for everything in their life. Mm-hmm. So I don't like the idea of saying, there's a Santa Claus, little Billy, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Um, I don't feel too strongly one way or the other. Okay. Like, because I don't care much for children, so I don't think much about their problems. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Just alienated the entire world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all children. And most of us kind of care about how the children are doing. No, I understand, though. Yeah. I mean, yes, in theory, like, you know, I can't even theorize, like, if I had a child, because I won't. So uh-huh. it's like, um, I, and I can't tell, like, yeah, what's my stake in this? If I have no stake in it, I'm not going to tell another parent how to hmm. sanitize their kids. I don't know. Sanitize their kids? <laughs> <laughs> I was the bad person who said, don't tell your kids there's a Santa Claus until you came along and said, I don't care about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Mm-hmm, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I had to top you. Yes. Mm-hmm. To take the heat. Draw the heat. Charlie. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about Mercury a little bit. The planet? Uh, no, we have not talked about the planet. The madness. The what? The, the magnets. <laughs> <laughs> the madness of being oh, a hatter. Yes, yes. Um, we're because we were talking about the Mercury and fish. Oh, and how fish they got that Mercury in them. And uh, you you were saying how Mercury makes you mad, or you were mm-hmm. questioning it, or something. But like crazy, not angry. Right. It can make you angry. Really? Yes. Because you were correct. Uh, mercury exposure can cause mood swings, depression, anxiety, confusion, aggressiveness, hallucinations, <laughs> and other issues. Break open some thermometers. Mer- <laughs> so Mercury can like it can change who you are as a person. Mm. Isn't that something? So how did Hatters go crazy? Like how did they use Mercury? Well, here we go. I've got the story <laughs> for you. Okay, so so Mad Hatter's disease, which is what you're referencing, mm-hmm. Mad Hatter's disease is caused by chronic mercury poisoning, characterized by emotional, mental, and behavioral changes. In medieval Europe, mercury was used in medicine and manufacturing. Mm. Hat makers commonly cured felt using a form of mercury. Oh. As the hat makers inhaled mercury vapors over time, many experienced (laughs) neurological symptoms. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So by 1837, mad as a hatter (laughs) was a common saying. So it's just from these... You know, they're just like, I'm going to make this put on your head. See, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> and they're breathing in this stuff. And all of a sudden, they're like, I'm going to break your head. <laughs> going to cut it off, Jim. <laughs> but I guess wearing a hat doesn't expose you to as much mercury poisoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not. Um, it's from the curing of the felt. Mm. 
Not that we know what that means. I don't really know. <laughs> Every time I say it, I picture bacon. I picture... <laughs> I picture felt on a skillet <laughs> in strips <laughs> sizzling. <laughs> and that can't be right. Because that's not even what curing bacon is. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I'm you're gonna, mad. I'm going to lay some felt strips over a couple of sunny side up eggs. It's going to be nice. Have you seen those videos of uh, this artist who makes miniatures out of felt and uh, uh-uh. she stop motion animates them and then she puts foley effects over them? No. Yeah, it's real cute. It's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. So the st- these stop animation people, they're so impressive. Mm-hmm. It's so much work yeah. for not a lot of video. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy how much you have to work at it. It's real cute. It's mad, I tell you. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Lewis Carroll, of course, later on, mm-hmm. put the Mad Hatter into Alice in Wonderland. Thirty years after that, mm. uh, did you know that Lewis Carroll never called him the Mad Hatter? Oh, just called mm-hmm. him the Hatter. Oh, so was that a Disney thing? Um, I don't know. I didn't get that much information. My apologies. Hmm. <laughs> but oh, it might do you have mean been. someone else in the books called him mad? But uh, the character's name wasn't the Mad Hatter. Lewis Carroll, oh, he mentions that, who's the Mad Hatter's friend? The March Hare. The March Hare. He mentions that the Hatter and the March Hare are both mad. Oh. <laughs> but he never calls him the Mad Hatter. And oh, nobody else I ever. See. Nobody else ever calls him the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's one of those things, you know? The March Hare was really horny, I think. He was was horny? He's a hare. And it's March. (laughs) Uh Okay. Do hares get... That's when the bunnies make more bunnies. You need to stop hopping up and down. It's getting (laughs) weird. (laughs) So in the book, he was was horny? That was the implication. (laughs) Okay. Is he trying to get all up on Alice? <laughs> no. Oh. She was a little girl. Uh, didn't mean much back in the 1860s. <gasps> I mean, you can get away with anything back then. That's true. What? As in, as in young girls were often married to older men. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or horny rabbits. <laughs> I'm late. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen-year-old wife is late. <laughs> oh, God. What? It's, no, it's that's exactly fiction. what it is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a children's book. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> don't don't complain to me. Complain to Disney. Menstruation for beginners. <laughs> the idiot's guide to menstruation. <laughs> uh, what even is fruitcake? Who cares? Oh, that's a question that you... <laughs> you put this late in the show? This is interesting. That's a... It's <laughs> <laughs> a question that you gave me back in December. I what even you with it. <laughs> is fruitcake? Uh, look, I got a lot of notes here. Oh, okay. Fruitcake is a cake... <laughs> fruitcake is a cake made with candied or dried fruits... Nuts and spices, often soaked in spirits. <gasps> Spirit. 
Carrots? That yeah. means you can't have any. This is what I'm saying. Did you already know that, though? Uh, have you ever had fruitcake? It's often soaked in spirits. Mm. Like, the kind you get, like, the mail-order kinds aren't. Cause, oh. Because they have to be for everybody. So those, those are the kinds I've had. Um... The contents uh, can include things like almonds, raisins, pineapple, citron, apricots, cherries, apricots, <laughs> papaya, pecans, walnuts, prunes. You know, it's, I was it's, with you until prunes. It's just a mess. It's just oh, a mess. oh, all of those things in there. Oh no, some of them. Like oh. yeah, and there's actually like a, like a there's a light kind, a dark kind. Ooh. You know, in case you're feeling especially dark. Uh, oh, but by the way, mm-hmm. our good friend. And uh, frequent listener Stephanie Osborne, shout out, claims that she can make a fruitcake that we'll like. Okay. So I think that's going to happen at some point. Yes. We're going to be eating it at the wrong time of year. <laughs> apparently not only, not only for Christmas, but like weddings sometime. What? Fruitcake is for. That's what my research tells me. Also, fruitcake is different like all over the world. So I'm telling you about the U.S. version. Okay. okay. And as I say that, I'm going all the way back to ancient Rome here. Hmm. <laughs> the earliest recipe for fruitcake from ancient Rome lists pomegranate seeds, Ooh. pine nuts, and raisins mixed into a barley mash. I love that. But you, you can't eat pine nuts and you don't like raisins and things. I shouldn't have a barley mash, probably. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I should not is be visiting... Is that an alcohol, I guess? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I should not be visiting ancient Rome. Yeah. And if I do, just don't eat fruitcake. <laughs> and then in the Middle Ages, honey, spices, and preserved fruits were added. Preservatives! <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so usually, the fruitcake is saturated in liqueurs mm. or brandy... And then it is often wrapped in brandy or wine-soaked linens for storage. Ooh. Uh, this enables you do it... that to me. <laughs> Just wrap you and <laughs> store me in the pantry. Wrap you up in brandy-soaked mm. linens. Yes. Is that okay? That's how you want to go when you die. Isn't that what they did with Jesus? <sighs> that they wrapped cake? him in linens. <laughs> what he would be if that's what they did. Hmm. I don't know if they were gin-soaked or, what did I say? Brandy. Brandy-soaked. Brandy-soaked. She was a big pop star back in the day. <laughs> okay, so so this way, this will enable it to last for years. The fruitcake. When, wow. Yeah, when, when these steps are taken, it can last for years. For example, Alice, a fruitcake baked in 1878 has been kept as an heirloom by a family in Tecumseh, Michigan... The baker's great-great-granddaughter is the current custodian <laughs> of the family's fruitcake. <laughs> fruitcake custodian. <laughs> we, we are Fruitcake Custodian! custodian. <laughs> People are going to think that was planned. <laughs> you, you, you don't just plan Fruitcake nah. Custodian. Nah. <laughs> uh, in 2017... A 106-year-old fruitcake was discovered in, quote, excellent condition. 
<laughs> so what is this uh, Best Buy? <laughs> Stick it on eBay. Like new. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Previously owned, please. Um, uh, another note on Fruitcake, Alice. Since 1996, Manito Springs, Colorado. <gasps> I know someone who lives there. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Well, ask them if they go to this. <laughs> they have hosted the Great Fruitcake Toss <laughs> on the first Saturday in January every year. Wow. So uh, people, they go to this big event, and there are four different categories. There's people toss for distance to see who gets... Th- Going the distance. <laughs> <laughs> it's fruitcake. cake. <laughs> 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 and then do they toss for speed uh they toss for distance they toss for accuracy mm. there, are, there are hoops for them to throw the fruit cakes through okay uh, this one's also it's accuracy but it's called basket case hmm. and they throw into baskets on the ground at different distances away then what's the accuracy one uh they throw through hoops oh sorry okay like a dog would jump through hoops mm, mm-hmm uh, and then the, and the last one is balance. <laughs> and this is, uh, they race while balancing their fruitcake on a spatula. Okay. And then they have the five second rule. If they drop the fruitcake, they have to pick it up within five seconds or they're out of the race. Oh, I thought they had to wait five seconds before they can pick it up. Oh, I like that. Uh, so on the distance, the record, 1,400 20 feet, somebody threw a friggin' fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> this was set in 2007 by a group of eight Boeing engineers huh. who built the Omega 380. A, Is that mo- catapult? <laughs> a mock <laughs> artillery piece fueled by compressed air pumped by an exercise bike. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to go through for a fruit cake fruit cake toss. <laughs> it's only once a year, though, Alice. This is a big deal. Hmm. I think you can win like gift cards and stuff. So it's oh, serious gift business. cards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once a year. Does anybody get to eat the fruit cake at the end? You can do whatever you want. I mean, sure. I mean, do they serve fruit cake at the event? Uh, yeah, I believe they do. I think there's like a there might be a fruit cake like making contest or something. <gasps> But everyone knows fruitcake sucks. <laughs> so that's, that's why we're throwing it. We're tossing it. Uh, they do encourage people to use, like, recycled fruitcake. What? Like fruitcake from years past. You have that... to provide your own fruitcake? That doesn't oh, yeah. feel you legit. You provide your own fruitcake. There's no standard fruitcake? <laughs> you got someone pumping up the fruitcake and... To be more aerodynamic? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, and the weight. The weight seems to have to be standardized. I love how into this you are now. <laughs> this is fascinating. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> People can cheat. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> it's once a year. And it's, the, it's the only enjoyment anyone's ever going to get from fruitcake. <laughs> Let them have their cake. And not eat it, too. <laughs> Ready to move on from fruitcake? I suppose. Okay. See? See? <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that. Bozo the Clown. Mm. 
Remember when we talked about him? No. Okay. <laughs> Sometime in the last couple of months, we talked about Bozo the Clown. And I thought that he was one dude that played Bozo. And then when he died, it was all over. Whoa. And you thought it was... He had successors. Multiple people playing the character. Yeah, successors. You don't want to know which one of us was right? <sighs> Me! You were a lot closer. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the original Bozo the Clown was played by Pinto Kolvig back in 1946. I had no clue. <laughs> what? I had no clue. I didn't. <laughs> Larry Harmon purchased the Bozo creative rights in 1957. And then was able to get many local television stations to produce their own bozo shows featuring oh, the character. It was a franchise. Yes, with different people playing oh, bozo what? all over the freaking wow. place. Wow. Wow. Right? Including Willard Scott. Who's that? Oh, the guy from the, the Today Show guy with the he read used to read the no. Birth, the, used to read the birthdays of the hundred year old people every morning. Mm-mm. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and the, but the, what I think you and I know is Bozo's Circus, uh, which was produced by Harmon. It premiered in 1960 and then went national in 1978. So I think that's what most of us know. Oh. Um, it was uh, the thing we know from WGN, the Superstation. WGN! <laughs> Why are we laughing at WGN? I know. It's just a blast from the past. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and so in that... There was a gentleman named Bob Bell who played Bozo from 1960 to 1984. That, why would that be the one we know? Well, we may not. Oh. The, his his successor was Joey Dioria, who played Bozo from 1984 to 2001. Hmm. So I'm thinking that's got to be the one we know. They play Bozo for long tenures. Right? Yeah. It was a long time, and, and yeah. he only quit because, like, the show went off the air. Huh. So was that the last Bozo? Or is there a current Bozo? Well, the show stopped in 2001. Mm. Um, bozo TV shows were also produced in other countries, mm. including Mexico, Brazil, Australia, Greece, Thailand. They all had their own Bozos. What? There are so many Bozos. So many Bozos. So Bozo was pretty much gone here in the States from 2001. Until 2021. <gasps> that was just last... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when Larry Harmon Pictures sold the rights of Bozo the Clown to David Arquette. <laughs> How? Never has there been a more appropriate yeah, person full to sell circle. it to. Because like we Arquette. saw we saw David Arquette on an episode of To Tell the Truth, right? Yes. And it was three clowns. And we were we were all like, that guy looks kind of like a plant. Like he was giggling a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to guess which one of them is the actual clown. Mm-hmm. And I guess got- they got three actual clowns, but only one of them was an actual clown, yeah. Yeah, the one other... of them was Paul Rubens. <laughs> yes, the other two were... We're just clowny friends. Famous actors, Paul Rubens, <laughs> P.B. Herman, and David Arquette. <laughs> what fun! Eight-legged freaks. How? How? 
wow. Like Larry Harmon Studios are, uh, I guess he must have died already. Yeah. But Larry, who runs that production I don't know. company? <laughs> I don't know. So don't. does David Arquette, like, is he going to open up a clown school? Has it already happened? Okay. So David Arquette purchased the rights to Bozo the Clown in 2021. In 2022, Arquette introduced the new Bozo the Clown <gasps> named Jozo Bozo. Ah. And Jozo Bozo is the first woman to play Bozo Aww, the Clown, yay! as well as the first Bozo of color. Yeah, he, uh, he got himself uh, an African American woman to play Bozo, and uh, he's planning. He's planning on big things. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But wow, what a saga! Yeah, he wants he wants TV shows. He wants movies. <laughs> he wants to rock this thing. Oh my gosh! With old Jozo Bozo. <laughs> Man. And we know David Arquette from wrestling, too. So that's why it was such a big... What? David Arquette. Not from those uh, Coca-Cola commercials with Courtney Cox. Did he do? <laughs> I, you're, you're right. I don't know him from that. Uh, you know, they were married, though. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's just... He's one of the most likable dudes there is. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's super goofy, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, like saw, in a I great knew him way. from Dancing with the Stars, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was also in those Scream movies, I guess. Oh, right. <laughs> Yo, we should get David Arquette on the podcast. He's not going to come on our podcast. If any, if any celebrity right, would, if any. I bet it would be David Arquette. <laughs> but yeah, sounds great, guys. <laughs> I don't think we've said anything bad about David Arquette, either. I just called him Goofy, but I think he'd be like, yeah, I'm Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Goofy. No, I think he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the last thing I have, we were talking about those snake clitorises. <laughs> you brought it up. You brought up snake clitor. Snake clitoris. <laughs> oh, he man. Uh, and then we asked some questions here, like, do snakes have intercourse? Mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. snakes have penises? The hemipen. You said you thought they'd probably have hemipenises. I didn't think that. That's what. Oh, you the do news know that. I'm sorry. Says, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not that I really know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's clear up some stuff. Male snakes have two penises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you knew they had two. Isn't that the hemi? That's what the hemi pen is referring to. Oh my god. The hemi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I thought hemi was like half. That's right, semi, Doug. Well, yeah. I mean, I get those mixed up too. Like when I think of hemisphere, I think of. Half, you know, half a sphere. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have the they have the two the two little weenies. <laughs> Are they together? Do they fold out? Do they kind of they come in, they come out like a V? I looked up a picture, <laughs> and they come in a little bitty V. Hmm. It's it's kind of cute, um, you know, for snake penises. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cute for snake dongs. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty snake dong. <laughs> Uh, they can use either one of those penises to mate. <laughs> either one. It's up to them. So they can control either one. I guess so. I mean, they're they're very close to each other. Like, if you have one erection, does the other automatically erect? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure on that one. But I think I think they have two. Uh, we'll get to why they have two in a second. My theory. I don't know this. Um, but first of all, each penis has a testicle, hmm. so that's fun. So a bunch of males will swarm 
all over the female. Like when it's time to mate, all these males will come at her. No pun intended. (laughs) And they'll swarm all over her, forming what is known as a mating ball. Ew. (laughs) So each male uh, does his best to try to get into the female's cloaca. Cloaca. What? Snakes only have one hole? Like chickens? So they're trying to get in there, and each one of them is trying to get it to open up. This is so gross. It's like it's traumatic for that like female it's, snake. Uh, and my, th- it is. It's gotta be. And my thought is that's why each snake probably has two <laughs> more chances to double the. Yeah. Oh my god. Because they're all just like, come on. Proof that God was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some ladies would like that. A <laughs> little, little snake hockey. Whoa. Reverse harem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a popular book genre in the narration industry. Reverse harem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got myself with snake hockey. I was pretty, <laughs> pretty proud of that. Good job, good job. Thank you. So the the penises, depending on the type of snake it is, uh, the penises may be covered in recurved spines. Oh, like cat penises too? Mm, I guess. Uh, cups? What? Bumps what? or folds to ensure that the male stays attached to the female until the sperm is released. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, God was thinking there. Because <laughs> so, they don't have hands like humans do. Yeah. And it's going to be hard to keep it in with all these other dudes trying to get right? all up in your business. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Are you done yet? You done? I want to get... Is that what sperm do? Like so many sperm going for an egg? Man. I guess so. The parallelism. <laughs> Let me get in there, Charlie. Bob, take the mouth. I'm already down here. <laughs> so so snakes only have one hole? Uh, I think so. I, I saw... I didn't look into this, and I apologize. I can only do so much research, and I spent so much time on Bozo the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and fruitcake. fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I saw something about two clitorises. Yeah. So they may have two holes too, but I think they only have one. I mean, there could be one hole and two clitorises, clitorises. on top. Clitorals. Clitori. Um, so- Clitorixes. Clitorixes. So the female snake and her counterparts will remain entwined for hours. So she's just got this big old mating ball just all up on her for hours until it's until it's over, you know? And they God. they never call her. <laughs> <laughs> they disappear. They all go off to the snake bar. Uh, so Have- so do snakes give birth or do they lay eggs? Deli eggs, right? I guess. Girl, this wasn't on my on my syllabus. I wasn't supposed to go look at their <laughs> eggs. But they do have intercourse. That's intercourse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Super intercourse. Wow. <laughs> yeah, big ball of intercourse there. <laughs> big ball of intercourse. <laughs> That's gonna be our episode title. Is it? <laughs> Two whatevers in a big ball of intercourse. <laughs> <laughs>